0: on today's episode, I am talking to Alyssa from Inspired Media Co. She is a social media strategist and manager, and she also educates people about how to stand out on social media. So if you've been struggling to grow your accounts or really get an engaged audience, this is going to be the episode for you. Even if you are really good at social media, I still found a lot of her tips really, really helpful. She's really good about coming up with strategies that make more sense for the long term and for building out your brand rather than going viral or just focusing on beating the algorithm. Everything that she explained is very sustainable and realistic and it's stuff that anybody can do at any stage on social media. I think you're really going to enjoy this because she does get really technical and she gives you practical step-by-step strategies. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. I want to talk strategy. I really want to get to the nitty-gritty of what it really takes at this day and age to build, you know, a presence online, because I think clearly everyone's on social media, right? Like everyone's on social Mm -hmm. media. And most of us at this point have some type of business or side hustle or some kind of second page that we're doing something on that's a bit more serious, if not being serious on our own personal page. So because we want to be an influencer or personal brand or whatever. So Mm
1: -hmm. I just
0: want to get into that. So can you explain to me like, what is the difference? Number one, because I want to I want to make this very clear because I don't think that a lot of people really know the difference. So what is the real difference between an influencer and somebody that, you know, or or somebody that just has a lot of followers versus somebody that has like a true personal brand and really is building a connection with their audience? Like what is, what does that look like? Like like the difference between the two?
1: Yeah, I think everyone that can influence is an influencer like i think even business owners leaders are still influencers i think the term influencer on social media is obviously you know there's um maybe a specific person in mind or a specific type of person in mind i'm thinking like a ton of followers right very into maybe the aesthetics right maybe doesn't get as deep with their audience i think especially when tiktok first rolled out like when i think of tiktok influencers i think of like entertainers right and thinking like the charlie d'amelios the addison ray still super successful but they think this new wave of content creators isn't really focused on virality and having a huge following but instead like actual real influence and depth within their communities and i see that as the next wave of influencers it's not about like who can get the highest numbers it's like who actually has influence and who can actually make an impact that could be a hundred thousand followers. That could be a million followers. That can be fifty thousand followers, right? But if we also if we we can actually put a number to this and look at engagement rate, but we can also see like who's someone that's like starting a trend. Who's someone that's starting a movement. Who's someone that can sell. And if we talk about like business owners, you know, a business coach could have a ton of followers and not really sell, not really monetize. And by selling, I mean like. Because people are actually bought into the impact that they're going to make, not necessarily like just someone that just knows how to sell, you know, of course. I think a lot of people are very capable of doing that, but that's where they see the main differences
0: are. Yeah, I, and I agree. And I heard um Kokomoko. <laughs> I heard her say oh, yes that a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> I heard her say that a lot of people are doing um or or in the influencer world, it's more so about to head in the direction of people being more interested in people that are doing something like showing Uh their day job or showing a certain aspect of their life rather than just being known for being known. Like we're past the Kardashian era and we're moving into an era of like, you have to be doing something and showcasing that. And do you agree with that? Totally. Totally. I totally agree. And I think it's, I think what it is is that,
1: if we go back to, let's say, Hollywood, right, if you think about, like, the Hollywood girls, people that were really famous in Hollywood, something that was really interesting about, like, the people that had a chokehold on the internet was that they were, they were kind of mysterious, like, there was a really big gap between us and them, and that almost made their brand made them more magnetic, which is now, now, like, when I think about, a true internet start that gap is smaller right they really balance aspiration and relatability before it was all about aspiration right it's like they were untouchable like you wanted you knew them you were following them you wanted to be them but you couldn't cross that threshold with them where now people are oversharing right? right we want to know you know what does your refrigerator look like we want to know do you have pets what are you eating in the morning right what are, you know, what are your deepest, darkest secrets? Like there, there's a sense of like relatability there and almost like not taking yourself too seriously too, which I think a lot of people are, are kind of tired of seeing, seeing from the elite, from influencers from Hollywood. So I think, I, I think that's like kind of the, the major, I guess, cultural shift or difference there.
0: Got you. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, I definitely see that now I'm starting to see it a lot. And even myself, I notice and, and it could be a thing of like us being fatigued of seeing the same stuff all the time mm-hmm. or whatever, but like I definitely notice myself when I'm on social media, I'm like more interested in somebody that's doing something beyond just mm-hmm. the the regular like, oh, here's what I wore today, and like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Which there's nothing yeah, wrong yeah. with that, but I think we're heading into a different era, you know? So what is the importance of building a personal brand? Like, why is that the thing to do right now? Yes. So I
1: love this topic. I love this question because I'm never going to shut up about it. It really is because social media is so noisy and we're consuming a lot of content and there's a lot of competition. Um, You could say the market is saturated in a way. So the thing that's going to make you stand out is you. And it sounds really, really cheesy. um, And it's not just as simple as that obviously yes we want to be we want to be strategic and intentional but that's why your personal brand is is so important because personal brand, not just you as a person takes strategy and it takes that intention but it's rooted in authenticity which is something that people are craving they've been craving for so long now so that's why it is so important because it it is the secret to standing out
0: okay so let's talk about what that would look like realistically for somebody like Okay. We could just use me for example. Um, Cause I don't mm-hmm. even think that I do that the best, if I'm being honest, like, I don't know that I necessarily um, am being intentional about like thinking, okay, how can I insert certain elements of myself into my content that will help build that connection or enhance that connection? I'm more so always thinking about just what do people want? Right. <laughs> like, like, mm, what people are, yeah, what do yeah, people yeah. Want. And so for yeah. me, like, with the wealthy woman brand, I always think like anything related to finance or self-development and all that stuff, like that is always what works. But is there a way for me to even incorporate elements of myself into that? Or do you think that if someone's doing something similar to me, they should just focus on the highlighting that, like the brand more and just the content that's performing?
1: Yeah, so obviously it is both, like what you are talking about is important, but where I see the biggest gap is a lot of people are so focused on what they're talking about when it's really the how that makes people come back for more, right? I could watch, and I have, multiple finance gurus, finance content creators, but I'll choose one just based on how they say it and how they frame it not necessarily what they say, I could watch two videos on compound interest, but I will like one over the other, even though the information is the same, based on how the person frames it, Are can I relate to them, right, do they say it in a really understandable way, um, are they using industry jargon, and, or are, and are they not, how can they relate to me, right, like, it really is the how that's so important, but what I will say, and this is a little bit more tangible, and I, I think this helps more, is a lifestyle pillar because it's literally from step one it's kind of like service level what a lifestyle pillar is and this is something that I created with a client oh my gosh I think it was honestly when I went when I started my business um because she asked the same question she was like well how am I going to stand out how do I connect with my community um because it's not enough just to say the same educational stuff over and over again I want I want something else I want something more so what we did is we picked about three to five elements of her life, her authentic experience that has nothing to do with her business. And then we constantly talked about them and brought them up online. So that could be going to the gym. That could be your favorite drink. For me, it's Boba. I'm I'm addicted to Boba. I can have Boba every day. It's the worst for my health, but if I could, I would. So always talking about that, right? It's the little mundane, boring, useless thing that actually do make a really big difference because now we have a common connection point together so with both of us you know if you post about boba and i see that and i know nothing about any of your service i'm instantly like oh there's a common connection point there right it's little it's dumb it's you oh it's not you know traditional to talk about that stuff but that's one way to have those common connection points with your audience as well as keeping you accountable to making room for you and your In your content
0: okay that that's starting to make more sense so okay just so i can give people a tangible example what this looks like let's say let's keep using the boba example as yes Um, (laughs) yes (laughs) let's say i'm doing a video about how to reinvent yourself because i have a series where i talk about how to reinvent yourself in Mm -hmm. that video if i'm if I'm making the boba, does that count as me in, in like intertwining the two, or would I need to be talking about the boba as well, or do I make the video mm. just about the boba? Like, how does that look online? Yes. Doing what
1: you no. Said? This is. Was- This is such a good question. And yes, so you can integrate your lifestyle pillar elements subtly and bluntly. So if you have this, you know, series that you're doing to reinvent yourself, which love that. Yeah. Do it while you have a boba in your hand. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be blunt and in your face every single time. I think there's power and nuance and subtle and subtleties. Um, So I would do that. And then maybe on Instagram stories, you can be a little bit more blunt with it. Right. And say it's Friday. You know what time it is. You kind of create like a little ritual there or you start asking your audience, what's their boba order or have you ever had boba? And then and I've, I've done this with my audience before. And they're like, no, I don't like um, I don't like chewing my drinks. And then I kind of like I'm like, what do you mean? It's a two in one. Are you crazy? It's literally the best thing ever. Why don't you want to eat your drink? And then, and then we kind of, you know, create like a genuine connection and like this banter back and forth that wouldn't happen if I was just talking about my products or just talking about social media. Now they just, now we really just get to know each other as human beings off um, of something, you know, so dumb. Like I mean, not dumb because I love boba, but you know, some something so little that you wouldn't think would be significant at all. So I think you can do both, totally subtle and uh, blunt ways.
0: Got it. Got it. And so, and does that work on all platforms or do you think like you, because I I heard you mention like, okay, do the blunt one on IG stories and then you can do the subtle one in a video or whatever. Like, do you feel like you can alternate between the two on every platform or just like pick a certain medium to do certain things on? Like maybe IG stories is all your blunt stuff. And then maybe TikTok is like more integrated. What do you think?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, obviously there's no one size fits all and there's no like golden ratio. Like I wish I could give you some sort of like mathematical formula, formula, but social media is an art, not a science. I would say generally with these lifestyle pillar elements, because usually they're smaller, it does show up, you know, subtly. But I would not mind on TikTok taking a break from my normal educational content or my normal social media content. And maybe stitch someone who made who was like, Oh my gosh, you have to try this new bow place. I stitch it and then I go. Now, whether it performs well or not, that's not the goal. So I think, especially on TikTok, because TikTok is visibility, right? Like the the ability to go viral on TikTok is like the reason why so many people love it. But also if you want to start integrating more of your lifestyle, right? More of that personality, let go of the vanity metrics and just let that one video that isn't your traditional content isn't the content that performs well let it not perform well that's not the purpose of that right you want to think about your ideal client your ideal community member they're stalking all of your content right they're stalking all of it so why not give them an opportunity right off the bat to get to know multiple sides of you and who cares if that one video didn't go viral you know how to go viral we know how to go viral at this point whether or not that aligns with you that's up to you but we know how to go viral so i think you know, if you're trying to build your personal brand, you might have to sacrifice, in quotations, a little bit of that fast viral growth. But do you really want that anymore? That's never been my story, and I think that's why, like, I talk about this so much because I've never had that. I've had my TikTok for like uh, maybe a year, two years. I've had my Instagram for about two years. I've I've gone viral, but I've, I'm not a hundred thousand followers overnight kind of person and it was kind of half intentional because i wouldn't do how to algorithm hacking content or even more on like what i knew people would want just so that i could go viral i'll do the dumb vlog the dumb day in my life vlog that you know i know is not going to get that much reach i'll do the little hot girl transition that i think is really fun because i'm going out with the girls that night or something like i will do that and that will be my post of the day but i'm not expecting that to go viral if it does awesome but that's not the goal of that piece of content so i think also a mindset piece is just to like let go of those vanity metrics and know that that video if you want to go blunt with it serves a different purpose I kind of went off in a yeah. tangent there
0: no 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 that that was really good that was really good because i i was going to point that out yeah because i've heard you talk about that like how you don't care about beating the algorithm which is so unheard of for a social media manager to even say so i would i definitely wanted to touch on this and i definitely agree i think that because like you have your content that's for growth and you have your content that's for reach, you know, and, and discovery, but then you also need that content for your core audience, the people that are just always going to see your stuff that builds that mm-hmm. deeper connection. And I think the the hard part is figuring out the balance, though, because I'll say, if you're an influencer, um, just from me talking to agencies, one thing that I've heard them say, or one critique, that I've heard them give me, because <laughs> I, I was doing that. I was totally doing the the um more like connection based things or trying mm-hmm. to see what, mm-hmm. what parts of me, my audience really resonated with. And one thing that they were saying was that brands definitely look at how consistent you're performing numbers wise, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but at the same time, I hate that because I'm like, ultimately, if every video doesn't do well, I, I totally get how that looks, you know, like, but like you said, ultimately, I'm the influencer, and I know what performs. So I know how to make a viral video if I need to. And I, I think it's tricky, because ultimately, yes, you do, you know, like, it's this so fun to, to see all the followers come in and all that stuff. But you start to pigeonhole yourself and the algorithm Eventually starts to only push certain videos from you mm-hmm. when you mm-hmm. are so consistent on a certain format or a certain type of video, and then it's like you've just put yourself into a trap basically. So, I love this yeah. idea that you just said. I-
1: think also because i do there is a difference between right like a business account or an account that's meant for your business right because then you can have selling as like a main kpi right where influencers and creators it's a little bit different because they are tied a little bit more to uh follower account right to engagement likes views and all that so the way that i've done this with my clients because i did have a client one time and our reach and engagement were down for a month And I really wanted to focus on her personal brand. I wanted to get out of the educational for her. She's an influencer, right? She's not selling anything. She's not necessarily an expert in anything. And I I wanted to to get her away from that and actually truly start being, you know, or start um, focusing on her personal brand. So what we did is we created a signature style series for her, which was us basically replicating a part of her life over and over and over again, so that she could create consistently it was already it was something that was already happening so she could then recreate that over and over and over again or film it when it was happening we could add a little bit structure before so and then that's where the strategy comes in um but then she was actually building her personal brand it wasn't about her three tips to her favorite amazon products right people were just hooked onto her and her personal brand and then we can really grow from there So I'd say if you're a lifestyle creator or, uh, you know, more on the creator-influencer side, a signature style series that is based off of what's already happening, your own lived experiences is probably the best way to go because now you can be really consistent without educating.
0: Yes, I I agree. I totally agree. And that's something that people will always resonate with is sharing an experience. Like, hands Mm -hmm. down, it doesn't matter what type of like what your category is or whatever people love to see people sharing an experience or doing something that they want to do or whatever so I love that idea that is such a good idea I'm like oh let me take notes <laughs>
1: <laughs> please I think everyone needs I'm, I'm still even trying to find you know I talk about signature style series so much because it's something I love to do with my clients and it's so fun to co-create original style content and also when you create original style content you can cross post that across platforms you don't have to worry about the trends, you don't have to worry about anything um, but for myself, don't look at my page. I'm still trying to even figure that out. so if you're still trying to figure that out too listening, um don't worry, I'm literally in the same boat with you, so we could do we could do it together.
0: I love that so okay, so just to get more clarity on that is a sign- a, a signature style series is it like like could I do a series where I'm talking about like how to start a podcast is that like a signature style series or is it more so centered around just like my everyday habits or am I you know what I mean like what would be an example of that so that someone could like see this in action yes
1: so again I totally wish I could give you a formula but it really it you could make a signature style series out of everything as long as it's as long as you can repeat it, right? As long as you can repeat it and it becomes recognizable. That's the main thing. So when I think of a signature style series, it can, it can go so many ways. It can be the format. It can be the editing. It can be um, where you're going. It can be what you're doing, as long as it's recognizable. So a really good example of this is actually, wait, I actually have two in mind. I don't know. Let me send you who this TikTok user is after because she's escaping me right now. But there's one TikToker, and she does let's take a s i s <laughs> h i t in blank store, and it's like a bougie luxury store, right? And she has oh, very yes. specific yes, she has very specific editing. She has catchphrases. You like she has very very specific shots that she puts in her humor. Like that's a signature style series to me. Right, and it and she could go anywhere. It doesn't really matter where she's going. Obviously, yes, it got famous because she's going to the bathroom in all these really bougie places. But you can transfer that over anywhere. Um, my client that I did with this, it was some. It was kind of like um a mini TV reality show. And a reality show, what they'll do is they'll kind of take what's already happening, and then they'll pick apart the stuff that they want to highlight, right? And then that becomes like a reoccurring theme on the reality show. That's what we did for one of my clients. So we had uh some like a part of her routine that was already happening. And then we just hyper-focused on that specific part of the routine. And then over and over again, we repeated ourselves. Keith Lee is another example, right? His hands are always in the same position. He's in pretty much the same place. It's his car, the PAW Patrol um, chair. Sometimes he has a, just just the a plain uh, blank wall in front of him. But you know what he's going to do, right? There's a sense of um, expectancy there. And we love to expect. We don't like surprises. So that's what I mean by Signature Style Series. There's so many you know, options, which makes it good and bad, right? Because you can really do whatever you want to do. There's no rules. But to find what works for you, that takes time. And it's totally okay that takes time. Like for my client, it took us a month to really solidify that. But once we got it down, she has gone, I mean, it's crazy. Like it performs incredibly well on all platforms. And I think her Most successful one, I believe, on Instagram was six million, and on TikTok it was five point seven million. Wow! Yeah, it was it it was crazy. I was so proud of her. Actually,
0: I agree with that. I and and that's kind of how I grew my account. I had started doing a series where I was just like, "Here are five places to shop to look like a wealthy woman," or "Here are five Mm, places mm -hmm. to do," you know, like things related to wealthy women, like luxuries and all these things, and. It was, I think I just stopped because after a while I was like, I'm running out of things to talk about, <laughs> but I like the examples that you gave because those are things where it's like you're not pigeonholing yourself and it's like you, there's always going to be a place to go to the bathroom at or there's always going to be a food place to review or, you know what I mean? So. I like those examples and I think that's going to help people that are listening. So I apologize if I'm being annoying, but that's the only reason I'm oh. pressing you is because I know the audience is going to be like, wait, what does she mean by that? I, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, oh
1: my gosh. No, weird. ask me. Good. Ask me. Oh my gosh. You, you could never annoy me. Ask
0: <laughs> ask all the questions. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. So I want to touch on the whole it girl thing because like we've kind of touched on it, but I know that like Monet, um, Alex Earl, like Alex Earl, she always does her get ready with me's, and then the next part, like she'll do it like a two or three part thing, where it's like the first part, you're she's doing her makeup, second part you pick out the outfit with her. I know Monet, she does like her little, um like her uh, waxing thing. I hear um, waxing, love it. Yeah, <laughs> and then she does her get ready with me's. Do you feel like those signature series? help them to become it girls or do you feel like it was like other elements that made them pop
1: yeah so i think so okay there's like two things i really love talking about when it comes to the it girl one of them is how we've changed the definition to really what makes a star now so if i, I want to go back to like i'm not even gonna go way way back yes we can go to like marilyn monroe right but i really think of like Gigi and bella Hadid. Like, they were the internet it girls, right? Like, they were everywhere. But kind of like what I talked about before, it was the mystery part that was so captivating, right? There was a, a big gap, and that gap worked in their favor, and that's what made them so magnetic. Now, when they think about the internet stars, that gap is closed. That gap is so, so much closer, and they balance relatability and aspiration. I also think of um Sophia Ritchie right she came from the reality tv world she was totally like her image was so different and now everyone's obsessed with her right because she balances aspiration right her wedding in france right most people are not going to even get to touch anything like that but she took us along for the ride right like now i feel like i was at the wedding like wow thank you so much for my invitation thank you so much i i know everything that happened there right and then she also will do little things like yeah she'll post her like beautiful aesthetic photos but then also like her you know tripping on the stairs right so there's like always a balance there so i think what who we define as the it girl um has that balance which is really different from how we saw um you know hollywood stars before so that's kind of the first part the other thing i will say about it girl because i I just it's just such a cute thing to say something i'll say on my page all the time is be your own it girl or become your own it girl and it really is just like a play on becoming the person that you want to be and acting like that person now especially on social media where comparison itis is so real right we we're in the inspo scrolling going down the rabbit hole. I mean, TikTok's now threads. I spend way more time on threads than TikTok now. I literally couldn't believe that a platform could do that to me. But, um, you know, we, we consume a lot, a lot, a lot. So when I say become your own it girl, it's just about cutting the noise, cutting the self-sabotage and really taking action now, like that person you want to become, because the more that you do that, the more that you close the gap between who you are now and who you want to be. So that's kind of my my two my two cents on the whole it girl thing
0: (laughs) so showing up as her as the girl that you want to be okay Mm -hmm. i love that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, okay okay so now i know that like you know we've talked about signature series and all that stuff but ultimately just like i said earlier there will be a moment where you just have no more ideas like you just ran out of ideas (laughs) So what are some ways that people can get past a creative rut re- or what are you, like, what do you typically do to get past that and come up with more ideas for content?
1: Yes. So the first thing I would say is become a content creator that takes care of themselves now. Like when, even when you have a ton of ideas, have other systems and habits in place where that doesn't happen. And the best thing that I did, and I think a reason why I have been able to be so consistent um, on Instagram and TikTok like I I will occasionally miss you know a week or so I mean I think I've actually only done that maybe a handful of times on Instagram and I've been I've been really really consistent across both platforms is because I have other creative outlets that have nothing to do with social media or if if they do it's like it's more fun so you know, I also do um, like freelance modeling jobs, or I'll just do, you know, I'll collab with photographers and do and do model work. Um, I just did a e commerce shoot for a clothing brand. So I'll have other outlets outside of social media so that I can keep my creator creative brain going without always thinking about work or without always thinking about okay well this has to be content it just like naturally becomes a habit and then i get to you know exercise that muscle in a different way and it's really nice and refreshing um so that's one and then two have multiple accounts that is also one of the best things i did for myself is i actually spend more time scrolling on my personal tiktok that like i don't really post on Um, than my business TikTok account so that I'm not consuming that type of content like the FYPs on those two accounts are so so different so I'd say spend the majority if you are going to be scrolling spend the majority of your time scrolling on you know an account that's really outside of where you where you post and you'll never know you can get things that you wouldn't get anywhere else like my FYP for my business page is pretty full of you know uh, creators that are in the same niche as I am right but then my personal one I get fashion pop culture celebrity content occasional food videos um recipes something really funny and crazy that i wouldn't get anywhere else and i can actually take inspiration off of that and it happens really organically so i know it sounds a little bit counterintuitive to have multiple accounts but that has really helped me and then the last one is just please repurpose your own ideas i think a lot of us maybe sometimes we get scared like oh well, i already i already posted that i already talked about that um, but on social media it's not it's not the same as how we communicate to people in real life. So repeating yourself is actually more helpful to your audience and to you. So you avoid content creator burnout. You know, you don't have to spend so much time in post scrolling. You actually have a lot of good ideas. Like you actually have so many good ideas. Why would you not use your own ideas when you have them in your back pocket? You know what I mean? Like if you posted last month, there's probably high performing posts there, right? So you can either literally just repost them, which I know a lot of people are like, (laughs) I can't just repost it, I reposted it. But you literally can, I promise. I've done it, go on my page, I've done it so many times. Or recreate that, that best performing post. Because if it worked one time, why would it not work again? And also then, if you need to refine it, then you're giving your ideas a fair shot instead of always dipping into what everyone else is doing.
0: I don't know why. I completely forget about repurposing content. I don't know why I do yes. that. And I, like, literally, I'm always thinking, like, okay, I got to come up with a new idea. And that's exhausting. And you're so right because there are so many pe- great pieces of content that actually help my account grow that I could be repurposing. So thank you for bringing that up because I don't know why I'm so, like, bent on just having original ideas and being new and, yes. like, relax.
1: <laughs> to- totally, totally. New and also, like, it totally makes sense because we're we're creatives, right? So we do want to con- consistently, you know, reinvent ourselves, do do the next best thing, you know, almost like beat beat what we did before. But mm-hmm. it's it's just not doing what you think it's doing. <laughs> I promise, <laughs> it's not. It's just leading to burnout and it's confusing your audience when you're always, you know, trying something new. There's seasons for experimentation, but if something is working and it aligns with your goals. Why would you not want that there? Also, again, to really hit home to this and just to talk about it forever, we need to hear something at least seven times to remember it, 27 times for it to really sink in. So now you're actually coming in a place of service and help when you're repeating yourself.
0: Mm, that, okay. Ooh, that was good. Okay. I love that. <laughs> I need the reminder. <laughs> we,
1: we all do. Trust me. I've Me too. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, that is so good. You're right. And I think I just, like you said, like you get into this thing of being a creative and you're like always trying to outdo yourself. And it's like, Mm -hmm, you don't have mm -hmm. to, like your last idea was so good that it can sit for a minute you can let it cook you can reuse it all of that and and it's still gonna bring the same type of value to your audience and i i've seen people repost things and it didn't make me unfollow them you know what i mean like it didn't make me like cringe so like why do i feel like that you know
1: it's literally in our heads we're like no one like we literally fight with ourselves
0: I don't know why we do that. We literally
1: make up pretend fights like, oh, no, this is so bad. And no one is thinking that. Everyone's like, oh, what? I People could even, you know, go through, go and see the video that you reposted and think it was the same video that they saw. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm just seeing the same video again. That's probably what right, most right? people are going to be thinking. No one's going to be like, oh, I can't believe she posted the same video.
0: <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. She has no good ideas. Like, no one's thinking that. Yeah literally literally (laughs) and and the best part of that is normally if it did good the first time on the algorithm it's going to do good again so like you don't even have to worry Mm -hmm. about like oh gosh is this going to perform because that's another thing is like every time you come up with a new idea you're like is this going to do what I'm intending for it to do and if it doesn't then it's like oh gosh what did I do wrong and it's this whole cycle mentally and it's like, that's just so unnecessary to go through that constantly. And I'm, I'm sure that really? takes a toll on us, like mentally and in our nervous systems, us putting ourselves through that cycle all the time of trying to mm-hmm. test something mm-hmm. new and see if we can live up to whatever we did before. So mm-hmm. I think that's actually really healthy as well to just be repurposing content. Yeah. And yes. I, I do the other thing you mentioned about um, having a separate account. Like Mm, I'm mm -hmm. always and that I actually I think I found you through my second account because I'm (laughs) I'm always finding people. Yeah, I'm always finding people on that second account. And also too, if I ever reach out to anybody that's listening to this podcast, if I reach out to you and you're looking at my page and you're like, She didn't even follow me, it's because I follow you on my second account. So (laughs) that's me too. That is so me too. I'm like and or I'll I'll
1: search for someone that I know I follow on my personal, and then I'll go I'll search for them on my business account and I'll go like, Hey, oh, I am following them, and then I'll be like, oh, I'm following them on my, on my other account, like, okay.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. I, so I apologize for anyone that's been offended, because I, you know, I even myself, like, if someone is reaching out to me and they're like wanting to collab or whatever, and then. I'm like, they don't even follow me, but I do need to keep that in mind. Like they might have a second account just like me.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah, okay, so these are such good tips. So um, what are some ways like, or or actually not even what are ways, in order to build this personal brand, It is it necessary to niche down or do you feel like you can build a personal brand without having to pick one specific topic or whatever?
1: Yes. So I always say niche down within yourself, which is basically my silly little way of getting more specific with your content because niching down works. You know, it's worked forever. Our you know, the human brain will categorize things just to understand it. So, you know, when when you go too too far into like, okay, well, I'll just I'll just be the niche, then we lose the structure and clarity that is so needed to grow an audience and to grow a community. So when I say niche down within yourself, it's kind of like the best of both worlds, right? Because we get the structure, but we also prioritize your personal brand from the very beginning, as opposed to just focusing on the topics that you talk about. So, you know, you can have an array of topics that you like to talk about. It can be makeup, travel, food, motherhood, right? But when I say niche down within yourself, what's specific about each one of those topics that you want to talk about? Everyone can talk about food, right? A chef can talk about food. Um, A vegan can talk about food, right? Or a, I don't know, like a travel blogger can talk about food. They're all going to talk about food in in a different way. So you need to solidify how you're going to talk about that and the specific elements of that that you're going to talk about. Um, And the same goes for every single one of your content pillars or the topics that you want to talk about. So, you know, both work if you really want to be a, just a a personal brand, a lifestyle creator, then you need to have some sort of a lifestyle. I think a lot of people use lifestyle creator as just an umbrella term to, you know, not have a lot of structure, which I get, and I get it's more fun and I get that, you know, we want to show up as our authentic selves and our personality, but if we get way too chaotic and, you know, we lose the structure, we lose the opportunity to grow that community because it's just confusing. And if you're selfish with your content, and your audience is selfish with themselves and their time, now we're competing against each other. And that's not the goal of, you know, growing a brand on social media, you want to grow a community, you're going to have to think about the other person, you know, behind the screen, the person that you, you know, the people that you want to connect with. So that's why I like to say niche down within yourself. So yes, you have that structure. But from the very beginning, you prioritize how you talk about each one of those things and how you your like unique standpoint or you your unique point of view to the topics that you're talking about then eventually that is the constant right as you build that community as you become consistent that be that at the very beginning becomes consistent and then the constant between your content is you and your perspective and then when you switch over topics it's not as much of like a shock to your audience to be like oh like I, I knew you for amazon recommendations why are you talking about your like i don't know your uh your what you like to do with your dog right like that's not what i that's not what i follow you for right so it's less of a shock if you take that time and intention to really grow your personal brand and prioritize the how and why you do something over just randomly talking about a ton of topics assuming people are going to care about it
0: Mm, okay. Okay, that's really good. Now to piggyback off of that, what are the top three things that you see people doing that's hindering them from growing and standing out online on social media?
1: Mm, this is so good. Oh, there's so many. There's so many things. One, not pressing post. You never know what your next, your next video, your next like viral video or big video is gonna be so i think it's like identifying with the vanity metrics of social media and letting those numbers discourage you is one thing that really keeps people down because then they just stop posting and the reality is is that content creation is a skill that needs to be learned practiced, and refined and the only way that we're going to know the only way that you're going to refine those skills is to take that leap which is just thrusting posts it's actually not <laughs> it's not as scary as as you know we we, we make it out to be and and testing and refining each time. So I think that, I think it also comes from like procrastination through perfectionism, right? The need to be perfect. Um, And that's one of the reasons why we don't press post. Um, Other things, I think kind of going back to like this personal branding, building a brand off of your personality requires balance and what i see sometimes especially with lifestyle is well i just want to do a bunch of like vlogs right but then the vlogs and the content are selfish it's all about them we need to we need to have some sort of a balance here you know i a, 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 a itinerary with some visuals isn't a captivating story or isn't it's not something that other people want to be a part of it's just you telling You know about your day which is fine you can totally do that but if that's going to be a reoccurring theme in your content and if it is and it's not working it's probably because it's selfish and again the viewer is selfish you can't a hundred percent be selfish either again because you're going to be competing with someone that could potentially be a part of your community so i think in this new wave of like personal brand and lifestyle creators they're just not answering the question what's in it for them So I think it's really important when you look at your why, why you want to do this anyway, that why has to be bigger than you. It has to be about impact. It has to be about true influence. It can't just be about you because then we see it throughout your content.
0: Yeah, I I definitely agree. And I think, too, one thing about it, and, and it could just be because of how influencing started, but one thing about it is I feel like all of us kind of thought that being a lifestyle influencer, quote unquote, was like the best option. And so all of us Mm. kind of leaned to that. And even like just from the outside looking in, I thought that it was more lucrative to be a lifestyle influencer. You know, like I thought you got better brand deals and all these things. And now I'm starting to realize it's becoming the opposite. And like you said, like you really, if you're going to do that, you really need to have a lifestyle Yes, Yes. like, you really yes. like I
1: want to know, but- yeah, <laughs> like if you're going to be a lifestyle creator, I need to know what the lifestyle is. I cannot just do the yeah. same morning routines every single day and then call yourself a lifestyle creator, but right? I want, and it's, it's not even just like, okay, I want to call you out. It, it really is like, well, let me get to know you then. Like if you really want to be a lifestyle creator, let me see your life. Let me see, you know, the specific unique things about you. You don't have to do the same morning routine as everyone else and then just call yourself a lifestyle creator you want to call yourself a lifestyle creator then like let me see let me into your world and I feel like a lot of people kind of just like kind of close the door on me a little bit when I when I and when I go to their page and they don't let that those unique parts of themselves shine through and then it ends up pretty much you know looking like you know what everything else I see on the for you page or on the explore page
0: yeah yeah I I totally get that I totally agree and Every time I've done content like that, I think it hasn't worked for me because I've been selfish. And and that make, and I actually mm-hmm. heard somebody say that recently. They were, like, just say, making that same point that you always make about, like, making sure that your content isn't selfish or making sure that it's somewhat relatable, you know? Because, like, it's going to mm-hmm. make people to check out and it's boring. like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and
1: sometimes it gets boring. So, but, I mean, yeah. you know, you because can do – exactly and not that you can never do a day in the life i've done day in the life before but just know maybe the focus of that goal and the focus of that piece of content maybe it isn't for reach so then we have to let go of the vanity metrics again right and say like okay well if i'm going to do a day in my life it's for my community members that genuinely want to see it so i can't expect i don't want a sense of expectancy there because that wasn't the goal of that piece of content
0: yeah that is very true Okay, that makes total sense, so who are you obsessing over right now at the moment on social media? like who are you oh inspired by, or who do you just like to binge watch on social?
1: Uh, it just I have so many moods. <laughs> it really just depends, but um, I forever be a fan of Keith Lee. I think he is he's just everyone's dad (laughs) he's everyone's favorite person like i can't see anything wrong with him he he kind of like breaks the rules of 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 content but then it really works for him you know he doesn't use a professional camera he stays super consistent throughout i want to watch everything about him i want to watch the food videos who doesn't love a good food video uh i want to watch his food videos and i want to watch everything else about him and he he's I love that he talks about his faith so openly um, and he's just so chill and so consistent throughout. And he's actually someone that does make an impact. I mean, he he can blow up your your small business and the, the impact that he makes is crazy, like life-changing crazy. Um, and he just started posting about food videos because he genu- genuinely loved it. And I think he's a really good example of someone that genuinely loves what they do, didn't come in with a sense of expectancy. And now he's, I think, one of the most influential you know, social media influencers, content creators out there. So love him. Love him a lot. Uh when I go to Vegas, I'm gonna be trying his food wrecks. So um that's one thing. Um as for someone that came from or that is in Hollywood that I think does social media really well, I think Sabrina Carpenter, there was actually I watched a video on her a few years ago and it was talking about why Sabrina Carpenter wasn't as big as she should be. Um but now I feel like she's really having her moment as a social media you know as a as a not only a, an artist but she really does do well and i think her team does a really good job of marketing her well on social media she speaks tiktok like she will create videos for social media she has that balance of aspiration and relatability and sometimes when um, hollywood celebrities you know go on social media sometimes there's a little bit of a disconnect or they feel and look a little bit out of place i feel like she she does a really really good job on instagram and TikTok. Um, So that's an example of, like, Hollywood to social media. And then um, Sophia Ritchie also, you know, kind of the same realm there. She does a really good job of aspiration and relatability and just someone that every single time I see one of her videos, I'm like, oh, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop and watch what, what she's doing.
0: You know what's so interesting about Sophia? I find it so interesting because in a weird way, it was almost like we built The phenomenon around her like it wasn't even her trying Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it was kind of just like we had kind of set this the space for her to like thrive and that was so Mm -hmm. interesting to me it like i've never seen anything like that that was very interesting because before that i i mean clearly everyone knows who sophia richie is but before that i didn't feel like before her wedding i didn't feel like everyone was like oh my gosh what is she doing you know but it was like suddenly yeah overnight we were all just like so into it and that yeah. that is so strange to me but i'm sure somebody's doing like some kind of uh breakdown on it uh, you know
1: <laughs> our marketing team works really hard
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that you're right it's not even by chance her pr team is like in her marketing yes. team they definitely yes. did that yes <laughs> yes yes, yes. just like Haley bieber and everybody else like that was very intentional exactly yeah, but yeah. Okay, so this is a question that I have to ask everyone that comes on the show. What does it mean to you to be a wealthy woman?
1: Oh my gosh, this is such a good, this is such a good question. Um, when I think of wealthy, I think of freedom and I also think of abundance, but in a way where you can just freely give. I also think of like holistic wellness, right? Because someone that's wealthy is not someone that's rich. So I think, you know, someone that kind of has every part of life, in a in a way that they can live really freely and give really freely. Um, I, I know sometimes the conversation around money gets a little bit scary or taboo or maybe a little bit uncomfortable, which I, I totally get because I'm still... I am still going through and fixing all my toxic money habits. But um, I think like when I, th- when I think about like building wealth, it really is about more of like the person you are than the actual, like amount that's in your bank account. And then when you become that person, you know, your bank, your bank account will, will kind of naturally match. So yeah, I, I don't know if I really answered the question super well. I wish I had a more eloquent, <laughs> eloquent response, but I definitely think of like, when I think about my version of myself that is a wealthy woman, I think of holistic wealth and giving freely and giving generously because of that abundance.
0: I love that answer because that's literally what wealthy women or this this brand of wealthy woman, is <laughs> yes. about, is being yes. wealthy holistically. So I love it. That's so good. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, girl. This was so, so good. So how can people find you? How can they work with you? give them the rundown
1: yes so i am on instagram and tiktok and threads now at inspired media co so you can connect with me there uh if you had questions you can go ahead and dm me um and then if you wanted to work with me i have that all linked in all of my bios so you can do that as well but yeah i would just love to hang out and i thank you so so much for having me this was so much fun and i hope that this conversation was really insightful for your listeners
0: yes everything that she just mentioned will be in the description of the show and yes this was so so good i loved it thank you yay thank you so much